Okay, so here we have officially episode four of Thoughts on Leadership. Uh, my name is Jerma. I'm here today with Jens Nielsen. Hello there. And today we are talking about something that everyone has experienced. If anyone says they haven't experienced it, they are lying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's about failure. So uh, we have, um, uh, I suppose, collectively between us, we, we've touched on a bit, we've all experienced it but there is a value to failure as well um, so what are your top level thoughts in terms of failure in the context of leadership um, Jens? top level I would say and it even goes for me privately as well I would say uh, uh, is that or personally uh, failure is a galvanizer it is a thing that enables you to, if you come out and when you come out, because you always do on the other side, you're much stronger than before you failed. Mm. And uh, it can be failure in uh, in your work, it can be failure in your relationship, or it can be uh, experiences. I mean, I've traveled a lot uh, with my with my family, with my wife, uh, once girlfriend, now wife, and uh, and and. Uh, Things go up and down. Nobody goes through their career or their life without ups and downs. Mm -hmm. There are some uh, extremes that are hopefully not happening to uh, to many people, but uh, normal uh, challenges and things that didn't go as you planned mm -hmm. or hoped for mm -hmm. are numerous. But if you work through through them mm -hmm. and you use them as experience, it's like a vaccination. It's like a, you get a little injection of the disease, but you you develop this resistance, and yes. uh, it takes you to the next level uh, of your could be your life journey or your company's uh, mm. journey or your career mm. in the company and sometimes a failure as well can be a um, a uh, total uh, wake-up call for yourself or for the organization yeah. that um, that this is happening yeah so um, I think overall failure is should be seen as a good thing in 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 my experience and in 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 my generation or my parents generation failure was a bad thing Mm. And still, in to this day, if you fail with a uh, in 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 this society here, as an entrepreneur, it sticks to you. Whereas mm. in Silicon Valley, it's almost uh, it's a badge of honor. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know that's yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. You have you have failed. Yeah, yeah. Because you have tried. Yes. Because fear of failure means also uh, that you say no to a lot of things, yeah. and we have to remember. I once heard this at a confirmation, and the priest said to all the young people think remember to say yes is a lot harder than to say no yeah because if you say uh, yes to something just do it mm. uh, a nice slogan from uh, Nike as mm. well uh, but mm. uh, it's always easier to say no I don't want to because I'm afraid that I won't be able to do it yeah. or I'm, I'm gonna fail yeah. uh, I can't do it I'm not smart enough or I'm not brave enough yeah. but to say yes yeah. go out and take the challenge yeah. and accept the failure when yeah. it happens. Yeah. And that should be the mentality of a, of a leader as well. Yeah. And, and the leader should encourage his or her uh, 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 colleagues or the organization to do the same. Mm. 
by leading by example mm. and, and telling stories about failures, mm. his or her own personal yeah. uh, failures. You don't have to be too personal, but yeah. in their business life, yeah. Yeah. because uh, this, this again creates the trust mm. if you're honest and transparent and you level yourself with the people that you, you are in a position that mm. you could manage, but, but actually you need to level with them. Mm. And, and build that uh, uh, level of trust in that area as well. That failure is a good mm. thing. Yeah. And it can bring you a lot of happiness. Yeah. And, and if you have that openness to failure, and I, I, I suppose it's also managing your failure, knowing that it's not going to be a critical failure and it's not going to destroy the whole company, uh, but it's contained. And then when you have that opportunity to try something that has a risk of failure, um, to be able to, if you're the leader, to be able to say, go for it. It, it really builds that person's uh, like esteem and, and sense of purpose as well, right? One of the best examples I have uh, was uh, when I was, uh, we had a consulting gig at Saxo Bank through um, uh, a few years before where I am today. And uh, my, uh, my client or my boss at the time, uh, his name is Dennis Guada. He's also doing a lot of other amazing things at the moment in the finance world. Um, we were running, uh, he developed this project called tradingfloor.com. So it was a content marketing uh, initiative with uh, taking anal- the, um, uh, the analysts reports and putting it into online content. And my job with there was to, was to develop the content, was to develop the profile of the analysts as well. Um, and also to you know, use video, use uh, online articles and all that stuff. You know, when I would uh, uh, come to Denise and say, hey, look, um, I just need to see if it's okay that I do this and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And, and he just said to me, look, he said, um, that's why you're here. Is, uh, that's why I hired you to do these things. So it's not about asking for permission. It's about keeping me updated. You know what's best. And I was funnily enough hired on the fact that I had set up this community, musicproducersforum.com, which, uh, which had a website and has a website and an online community through the social networks on LinkedIn and uh, Facebook and Twitter, and also had meetups throughout the world in, um, in London and Copenhagen, Sydney and New York. So there was this community of 40, 50,000 people and, uh, that was fairly aligned with what the goals were for this project tradingfloor.com was create a community with content and real connections and positioning of the brand. And for him to actually say, you go ahead and you do that. If you have any problems or something goes wrong, you know, let me know, we'll work through it. So that was, that was an alignment that enabled myself to unleash the skills and the experience I had onto the project. Uh, and because I was able to do that, there was probably less risk of failure because we weren't held back on any things. We could, I could use the full breadth of my experience rather than just a small part and, and feel like you're walking on eggshells, like they say in English, where you're too scared to make mistakes. Yeah. This was a, let's do it. Let's do a video. Let's change the video format or let's, um, let's write, write this article in this way rather than the normal uh, financial report way so so that was great and we could then use the data to see uh, how much engagement was 
increased or decreased by some of those changes. And if the, the engagement decreased, yeah, well, that, that idea failed, but hey, we learned one more way yeah. of how not to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. So, so the value on, on that failure was exponential over time. Right? And it was probably that because it was done with the right intentions. Uh, it had, uh, and the intentions were right uh, according to the vision of the company. Or yeah. the, so uh, as long as you do that, and you, if you try to do something which you think is going to create something good mm. according to where we're all heading and we're working together towards. Mm. Hey, what's the problem if there's a failure? Because mm. you tried your best and you mm. did it with the right intentions. Yes. But you can only have the right intentions if yes. you know your vision. Yeah. And you, if you know your purpose. Yeah. Therefore, without that, again, yeah. you're lost. Uh, I've just uh, recently worked with a company in the iGaming sector uh, where I saw the most horrible uh, uh, leadership uh, approach to to these things where where you had individual people uh, sitting uh, making decisions that would uh, benefit themselves mm -hmm. uh, if they if they failed in doing that they would immediately find scapegoats and blame people in the, further down mm -hmm. the organization and hang them out as uh, the idiots who, who failed mm. uh, actually in doing this. And to see how that created anxiety, apathy mm. in the organization was incredible. The resentment. And the resentment of the organization is like mm. cancer. Mm. I mean, horrible. Yeah. And it's spreading so fast. Yeah. So uh, if you're a leader, yeah. do not embark on that route no. because... and. Uh, what you see in that company, I mean, yeah. it's it's imploding because uh, uh, the, the the skilled people, the the the, the smart people, the ambitious people, yes. the proper people, yes. uh, they don't take that. Mm. They they yeah, just leave and they just uh, yeah. uh, and and they spread the word. You and know, it's, if if you turn horrible. it if you turn it around the other way, like I have uh, an example, I'm just going to anonymize it so that it's uh, totally anonymous. But over my can be in any part of the last 10 years that I've been working and it's happened more than once so um, so basically when you do a, like an email out to a large group of people if there's a mistake in the email this is why you know broadcast emails is a very tricky thing um, so basically there was an error in one of the emails that went out with the wrong message um, and of course it was the email that went it was from it wasn't from anyone in particular but it was from our department our company at the time and of course uh, people in that industry at the time would contact me and say hey you know what you did something wrong here and etc etc the funny thing was it wasn't me that did something wrong but i know that as soon as it was done wrong the person who did it looked at me we both saw it i said these things happen. Hmm. We'll deal with it, okay? Yeah. And the the barrage of comments and complaints. You know what? I just said. You know what? That was an error in the process. Yeah, it came out of my team, and I'm taking the heat for it. Absolutely. Okay. You know what I mean? And not only did that. That's the accountability that you take for the failure because the intention was good. The intention yes. was to give a great message. There wasn't any malice. And it was an honest mistake, and this shit happens, and I've seen it. This is not just one example. This is this has happened before, two or three times that I can think of. 
But the result out of that was not only did, did, did we have to look at the processes and realign your process again, but the, uh, the trust that you built with that person just in, endeared them a lot more closer because I've got their back. Yes. If I'm leading this, I've got to take the good with the bad. When the good happens, they get the glory. We get the glory. Yeah. When the bad happens, it's on me. And that's what it's about in terms of, of, of being a leader, taking the heat and dealing with it. Absolutely. And making sure that everyone in your team or company, that you've got their back. If their intentions were good, you've got their back. And it's, it's a moment of truth. Yeah. So that's where failure is an opportunity to really show people what you're made of and what your intentions are. Um, and I've seen so many times what I've thought as a great leader, either my leader or a leader uh, that I've seen out there, when the, the poop really hits the fan, hmm. how they react when there is failure, what they do, those little actions really can show. It's like you've got your laundry out for everyone to see. Yeah. Wow, he really wears pink underwear. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, oh, that's and, how he really is. And you know or what? she. <laughs> and, and you know what? If I wear pink underwear, everyone's going to see it. I'm going to own it. Yes, I wear pink underwear and I'm proud of it. Yes. So, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's got to, you've got to be able to take the heat. Definitely. And um, it doesn't always happen. No, and it is sad because it, it really is an opportunity yeah. to build, as you're talking about, that resistance, that strength, that foundation in a team or a brand or a product yes. is to learn by the failures. You know, the first the first iPhone was not perfect. In fact, you know, I know the fact that iPhone generation one, I know three people that for many years after never bought another iPhone because they bought the first iPhone. Hmm. One of those three people, and he knows who he is, if he ever listens to this, and he's a wonderful, calm guy, uh, very patient, lovely human being but he actually threw that first generation iphone into the wall <laughs> and smashed it yeah. uh, and my cousin as well who had it he he's got bricked and i remember for me it wasn't until generation three of iphone that i jumped on board the iphone because i mm. love my nokia but it was like let's let those failures come through yeah. before we get a finer and better product yeah so you know that's that's where through those earlier generations of iPhone, yeah, there were fixes that came in and it got better and better. Yeah. But even the best brands have had to evolve with failure, right? Yeah, yeah. Nobody goes through without failures. Nobody. Yeah. No brands, no people, no individual, right. no, no right. organizations. But uh, it's a good thing. Failure is a good thing. I think that's, uh, that's the important message here as well. Uh, yeah. As long as it's happening in the context of... Uh, 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 best will and uh, the intention to uh, to to strive uh, towards a purpose yeah uh, absolutely so then it's it's a good thing but this is a big change in the mindset of many organizations that's for sure yeah. because uh, if your leadership has been uh, not promoting that kind of thinking mm -hmm. by their actions uh, you have to rebuild that uh, trust level yes. again. We're back to trust uh, yeah. and and to create the culture in your organization and where and the values that are actually uh, the 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 very foundation of uh, the uh, the uh, acceptance of failure mm. and the the uh, use of failure to move on mm. stronger mm. than you were before. Yeah. yeah. You might be a little bit oof when you get it, mm. the, 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 the full blow in your stomach, but yeah. um, you, you get up and you're a much stronger person and mm. you're, you, 
you actually have uh, added to the value of uh, your organization mm. or your company mm. because you tried mm. and uh, that's the only way you can uh, you can can move on and that should be appreciated that mm. should be uh, uh, also within uh, the culture yes of, and uh, it should also be a goal uh, mm. it could be a goal we talked about in the last episode we talked about goals and KPIs but I mean you could say it's a goal mm. to have mm. three major uh, 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 fast failures in yeah. the per, per, per year or something that goes uh, goes along it yeah and talking about uh, failures, we're actually yeah. recording a session. I've got my son walking in. I didn't yeah. let him know. And that is definitely not a failure, I can tell no, that. No, no, he's Hello. No, we're How are we doing? Good to see you. Yeah? Yeah, yeah great. Cool. No, it's good. I'll be making you dinner soon. Five minutes, I'll be there. Thanks, mate. Super cool. Well, that's that's the, the world of home uh, podcasting. Exactly. Yes. We don't call it a failure. This is, no. This no, is the real world. Yes. If you're listening to this now, you're somewhere <laughs> in the future... And it's like you're sitting here with us. Yeah. But I, I do have one point um, mm-hmm. that I wanted to bring up. And this is, you know, because when we bring it into leadership and we bring it into technology today, and this is where a lot of us see today's business leaders are failing because of their fear of failure. And, and failure, that fear of failure, because we're in so much of the unknown, is like paralysis to today's leadership. I'm talking about the C-level. I'm talking about... This not just the CEO, I'm talking about yeah. the CMO, I'm yeah. talking about the CFO, to some degree the C, COO, the operations officer, they're probably more on the savvy side because they see their oper- operations need to be lifted. And your chief commercial officers, your CCOs, um, you know, they're looking for solutions. So I, I think you know from that top level, there is that fear of change. And we already see some great examples here uh, you know, we've seen some brands like uh, Top Toy, which was a fantastic brand that has survived the Great Recession with phenomenal figures, yeah. but all of a sudden surviving technology mm-hmm. and digital uh, transformation and this disruption from, you know, a lot of people are talking about that is an area that really brought them down, was not yeah. moving with the times. Yeah, and, and uh, um, I think this... Uh, chasm, uh, you can say that that or yeah, this contradiction there lies in that the decision power on the strategy and the the way forward and the vision uh, of a company lies in the digital sense with the with the board and the the, the C level suite, and they know the least about it. So the digital understanding is far better and bigger with the youngest employee of the company. And if that knowledge and digital understanding is not activated, then the the board is going to make uh, wrong decisions. And that can be catastrophic. It could be uh, suicidal to Mm. say, to put it like that. Maybe it's a bit morbid, but still it's... uh, So a very strong decision from a boardroom or from a, a, a CEO or the C-level suite is to actually say, we now want to unleash the potential that lies by giving the youngest person in the company a voice that can teach us 
about what they are better at mm. than we are. Again, we trust them as a boardroom that the people we have, the younger generation, we know they know more than us. We are honest enough and we actually dare to go out and say, listen, guys, we don't know what you know. You have to teach us. It's what's called reverse mentoring. I've seen it in, in big companies and it's an amazing, uh, uh, the empowerment you give to the young people who knows about it, uh, who can teach the, uh, their peers all the way up to the very top and the boardroom. What is digital? What does it mean? That is really uh, something and, and it requires a lot of bravery from uh, from the boardroom and to go back to your pink underwear, uh, you know, they should, okay, say, yeah, I don't know about this. I wear pink underwear, actually. And uh, uh, yeah, that, I acknowledge that. And I'm now going uh, to ask... Show it to put my pants down. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and, exactly. And, uh, and, and, and ask you for help, yeah. because please help me. Yeah. Uh, I have another great thing, actually, a, 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 a business friend of mine uh, suggested, you know, everyone in, in the boardroom, they, they hear about this disruption. So, but where's it coming from? Where are we going to be disrupted? One thing you could do as, as, a, as, a, as a management team was to appoint, set down a task force uh, where you put a, an entrepreneur in, you put a, a, a very young digital savvy person, maybe a very academic professor in this area and some other uh, characters you put into a group and you give them the task, create the business, car, cl- uh, business case that will disrupt Mm. my business mm. just like when you use you ask hackers to hack into mm. a bank so you can use see where your your where are the cracks in your armor yeah. so put like something like that make a business case where you say this is how i would disrupt your business mm. uh, company this and that that's a really strong uh, and courageous move from a, from a, from a boardroom to say this is what we're going to do because we don't know where the cracks yeah. are yeah yeah we had uh, at ibm when i was there we um we had to, oh, we're on time or off time, uh, but I'll, I'll close on this note because that, that really uh, lines up with uh, what you were talking about. But we had, uh, we call them pig, pig, pigs, performance uh, improvement groups. Oh, yeah. It was like task force. Basically. Yes. And the nice thing about that was it was cross-functional and people had an idea, someone had an idea and they would recruit people within the organization to join them on a task force, investigate uh, and, you know, analyze and uh, give some recommendations and present it. And, and they were, they were fantastic because that, that give, that gave an environment for failure as well, where they could run a proof of concept. And this is the other thing that we could talk uh, for another 20 minutes times five is proof of concept. Yes. But on that note, uh, Jens, I think this was a good session with a guest appearance from Absolutely. Uh, my son. And I just want to say that this is uh, episode four going live. I've only gotten to three episodes of uh, previous po- podcasts that I've, I've launched. So so this is breaking that uh, that barrier. So uh, Congratulations. Thank you. And thanks, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for being a part of that. Absolutely. So until the next episode, uh, thanks for listening. And yeah. we hope that you will hear from us very soon. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. Oh, you know, man, you know, man, you know, man, you know, man.